Is that what you're going to do for the whole podcast episode? I'm just until you start rapping. Oh. I'm the Grim Reaper Gaming Sweets. You ready for this? Born ready. All right, then let's do it. Let's Born rock, rock and roll. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Untitled Life podcast with Caleb and Amy. I am Amy, and sitting next to me is the other host of the show, and his name is Caleb. Oh, I wonder <laughs> if they guessed that from yeah. hearing the title. I should just randomly throw another name in for you, even though you've never really gone by another name. Maybe just something casual like Edgar. Oh, yes. Like a common word. <laughs> a like common Edgar. word, a common name like Edgar. Yes. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that could work, yeah. But hello, everyone, and welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. And you might be wondering, Amy, where am I joining you today? Uh, I bet you could guess, but we are in Colorado. You are joining us in Colorado, um, painting the picture of where we are at currently. Currently, we are parked surrounded by some Aspens by you know 180 degrees here um, 180 degrees of aspens yes <laughs> sounds like a band name or something it actually does that's kind of <laughs> cool um it, these are early spring aspens so they've got you know little baby leaves going on well i think it's cool that we've been here now since before they even had leaves like mm-hmm. when we got here a few weeks ago none of the aspens had leaves it was very bare very uh winter vibes because it was still <laughs> snowing on us yes and now we've seen like yeah we're, we're pretty much in the heart of spring still have not yet accessed summer because yeah. it, it's spring now we have lots of wildflowers popping up uh some beautiful dandelions yes the dandelions here are beautiful and lush they're so big and they're yes. so like healthy looking i mean maybe i can be reincarnated as a colorado mountain dandelion one day because they're they're thriving out here caleb i love that question of like what would you like to be reincarnated as well i just gave the answer i didn't even ask the question i guess you asked yourself that question in your head as i answered it i played it backwards and i was like (laughs) oh that'd be a cool question (laughs) but i like wow and, co- and that was yeah. a very specific answer to not just a dandelion, but a dandelion in the Colorado mountains. Well, I think when, when I've always thought about dandelions, you know, you just think of the little yellow weed flowers in your yard that don't ever seem very pretty. But yeah, the ones out here that there's like patches of them and they're big and they're vibrant and they're thriving. They catch your eyes. That's they, for yeah, sure. they catch your eyes. So there's yeah, flowers going on, and yeah, the aspens now have little baby, very vibrantly lime green leaves on them. Yes, that I love. You know, and they I, just like shimmer in the wind. I'm literally watching they, them they right quake, now. They yes. quake, quaking aspens. Yes, yes. <laughs> your hand motion. <laughs> yeah, about? I wish you could see my hand motion. It's like, it's like spirit like, fingers. Or yeah, jazz, jazz hands. hands. It's yeah, jazz so, hands. So yeah, if you want to be an aspen today. A, quaking aspen just put your jazz hands up (laughs) and they make that noise too oh my gosh i do a pretty good quaking aspen impression if i do say so myself but yes we are coming to you live from colorado amidst the spring aspens and spring wildflowers we do have mountains lakes in our view i mean it's just pine trees galore i love how We're like casual spot. you're saying all this like if this had been our first ever <laughs> podcast recording in this location you probably would have been like there's a huge mountain out there and it's snow-capped and thunderstorms are rolling across the horizon to our left and our right and there's baby aspens and their vibrantly green leaves quaking outside the band is that, what I, s- <laughs> is that what I sound like wow that's what you would sound like if you were like 
inspired by the landscape. Yeah, storytelling. Oh, I'm, I'm not inspired. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. You're you're describing it so casually. Now I see. Now I'm like having problems with you describing the landscape. First I'm like, nah, you're describing it too much. Now I'm like, no, give it some more life. So that means I'll find the balance then, because I already hit the two extremes. I can't find the balance. So, <laughs> but Caleb, I mean, let's let's talk. Like, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm tired. Why are you tired? <laughs> I'm tired because our uh, 12-year-old Corgi uh, Sheba Mix decided to... Name Jetson. Name Jetson Anders Clayton. Mm -hmm. Decided to stay up all night last night and um, scratch himself and lick himself and bite himself and jingle jangle his collar around. Mr. Jingle Jangle. Hey, he was having some ear trouble, okay? Yeah, apparently he had like, you know, an itch in his ear or something that, you know, he just could not get rid of. And maybe something was, like, down in it, like, you know, one of those aspen leaves or something that he couldn't get out. But, a dandelion. Uh, anyways, that that's very relevant to, that's just, you know, right now I'm feeling tired because he kept on crying all night. So, don't you guys want to live with Jetson? I'm sorry that you're feeling tired. You know, I kind of feel bad for you in these situations because I think after 12, wait, 10 years... Um, I think I have come to realize that you're a lighter sleeper than me. Yeah, but I'm not. It's not. It doesn't typically bother me. Yes. Like, the things that make, or not make me a light sleeper, but the things that will wake me up over the course of a night. Like, you know, if I hear a car drive by or something, I might wake up. I'm, I don't think I'm as light as, as some people. No, but so. I just, I know you're lighter than me because in these times where... Jet is maybe experiencing some discomfort in the night. You definitely hear it before I do, and it wakes you up before it wakes me up. Yeah, I almost like anticipate it. I hear like the <laughs> the original shake or like the first jingle jangle of his collar, which I actually ended up like taking off him last night because I was so sick of him shaking all night <laughs> to like try and fix this itch on his ear somewhere. <sighs> But, but yeah. I don't know. I kind of just think you ignore Jet at this point. You're like, I'll take care of it. You know, it's like a baby at night. Only one. He only really calls for one parent. So wait, you think I ignore it because I think you're going to take care of him? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a that's an <laughs> accusation right there. Yeah. What's, uh, where's your defense? Um, That's not true. Oh, right? Okay. So do you have any evidence of this? You're just going to have to trust my word. Um, All right. <laughs> so you're feeling tired today yeah, from that. Yeah, just a little tired. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also kind of had a big week last week, so it kind of makes sense why you'd be feeling tired. <laughs> Are you feeling tired from that week, last um, week? You know what? I actually, this morning when I woke up, decided, I was like, you know what? I think I've officially recovered from oh, nice. last week. See, yeah, I thought I was going to be there, <laughs> and then around 2.15 a.m., <sighs> Someone had you know, other plans. Yeah, this. Yeah, oh, hey, I can I can give you the sound for you. This is this is me sleeping. Even though you don't snore. No, sometimes just heavy breathing. You know, picture me sleeping, not creepy, not creepily, just very casually, and then you just hear. Oh, wow. Uh, look, he woke up. Jet's sleeping now. But... I know. See, that's that's his thing. He's like, bro, I can just sleep all day. Um, he didn't even wake up to the collar shaking. <laughs> he typically freaks out about that. That's true, he does. So that's kind of weird. But no, this was the first day that I feel like I woke up and I was like, okay, I think I'm finally recovered from 
our days at Red Rocks last week, which we will go into. Spoiler alert! <laughs> we will go into. I was about into. to ask what we did last week. That would make one. Yes. Such as you, Amy, so tired. <laughs> um, we had the time of our lives <laughs> at Red Rocks. Um, I mean, just setting the stage here, this is what we were going into. Yeah, this into. is what you need to describe. Give this, the people the Red Rocks Let scene. me tell the story. Tell the story. This is what we were going into. So... If you haven't heard by now, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is one of the most prolific bands of our Did time. You even, I think you need to pronounce it one more time. Just make sure the audience gets it. Because you got to look them up. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, one of the most prolific bands of our era, of our time. Um, they were putting on three shows at Red Rocks in the span of two days. You might ask, how does, how does that work? Well, that means they play... A show one night Wednesday night and then the next day on Thursday they play a show in the afternoon and then they play a show a few hours later at night once again three shows 24 hours <sighs> and wow. for those of you who may not be familiar with Red Rocks even Red Rocks Parks and Amphitheater mm-hmm. it is a historic legendary music venue and amphitheater in the kind of the foothills of Colorado mm-hmm. right outside Denver about 45 minutes it's actually in Morrison Colorado is where it's where it's at um, and yeah it's just uh, I know I feel like a lot of people have heard Garden of the Gods mm-hmm. um, and there's like these huge big almost like fake looking styrofoam red boulders sticking out of the ground yeah and two of them have like perfectly formed to make like walls to an amphitheater going up so yeah years ago i don't know the history of it exactly but someone decided to put a music like it's a natural music Music venue venue. essentially Mm -hmm. with how sound reverberates there in the mountains and it's up on the hill so like from the seat you can look over the stage and see the skyline of denver in the back and i guess everything out east you can Mm -hmm. probably see that ocean that's east oh wow the atlantic okay is that the atlantic maybe (laughs) if you look far enough it's so flat that way like you know what i'm saying what's the highest the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, which is probably what the same height we were at. Red no, Rocks. I think the highest is like eight something, okay. maybe. <laughs> Aaron, fact check. Um, yes, Caleb, thank you for that. Thank so, you for yeah, that description. It's been it's been a historic. It's like world renowned artists yeah. from all across the world travel here. I forgot. I think I saw a stat last year where it was one of the like. It's one of the top venues in the world, one of the top busiest venues in the world, too. Like, everyone's trying to play there. They do music shows there. They do comedians there. They do movies on the rocks. Yoga on the rocks. Um, It's definitely, it was one of the first stops we went to Mm -hmm. when we visited Denver, just as a tourist stop. Many Mm -hmm. people will come out for the day and just walk up. You can, like, get on stage, essentially, which is just a big part of a rock. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You can, you know, walk up and down the steps. It holds, like, Mm 10,000 people. It's just, just a really cool area. You can hike around the area. There's hikes available. So, yeah, it's always a tourist destination. But if you can go to catch a concert there, it is, you know, legendary in terms of how the audio captures in the rocks and then mm-hmm. just the, the 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 atmosphere of the Colorado mountains with the skyline, with the, you know, the I sky mean, over you. The atmosphere is special, and it's different. Like, there is some sort of different energy at red rocks and it's kind of it's unspoken it's not really something i think i can put words to um but you feel it when you're there for sure especially i think i would say especially if you're there for a show like i do think you can feel it if you're just going to visit like a tourist stop 
but definitely when you're there for a show it's it's different it's magical it's magical it is and yeah just think with how it works being in like a natural amphitheater with how the sound converges Mm -hmm. on the audience it's just like while it's open air you feel like you're in this just like otherworldly bubble realm yeah yeah, and i mean experience Part two of the whole Red Rocks experience is, uh, which we did run into this, is also, since it is outdoors, dealing with the weather. And especially since it is Colorado, dealing with the constant changes of weather and uh, just kind of rolling with that. I just know there's been plenty of moments and plenty of incredible shows where it's just started pouring down rain or storms have rolled through um, that definitely adds to the experience as well yeah so if you ever do plan on going there know that weather is part of pretty much always part of the situation (laughs) and the equation and pretty much the shows go on rain snow or shine Mm -hmm. obviously they'll stop things for severe like lightning etc but even then it's just they'll delay it yeah which we'll get to it's like a sporting event you know yeah 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 um but yes so that is what was on the horizon for us last week um and part of the reason we are still recovering from being tired (laughs) but i'm recovered i'm declaring it recovered i was recovered from the concerts now i gotta recover from the car key (laughs) from his concert yeah from his his concert of jingle jangling maybe we should give him a triangle he's pretty good at jingling but caleb man I'm, I feel like I'm still trying to process the shows a little bit. Um, well, yeah. Even before this, I was re-watching the shows on YouTube. Oh, is that what you were doing? <laughs> That's what I was doing. Yeah so, yeah, so King Gizzard, a band, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, a band from Australia, mm-hmm. uh, had booked. They, they're doing this awesome tour called the USA Residency Tour where they literally picked four different locations and they're playing multi-run show sets at only those locations. So instead of like a normal band traveling to, you know, every city that you know a new city every night a new city every night uh king giz is like now we're gonna do it for a month we're gonna just do four cities and in each city we're gonna do at least three shows Mm -hmm. and so yeah colorado was the only weird one where it was over two days uh and they put in yeah a night show and then the next day was a daytime show and a night show which that had never been done in red rocks history Mm -hmm. which as legendary and as historic as the venue has like that was a first yeah and so that felt special too but that is what we had going on last week yes (laughs) yeah and you know i've been sitting with like music is just so powerful like it really really truly is (laughs) and like I don't know. I just, it's an experience that like reverberates outside of the time and space that it existed, you know, like going to those shows, experiencing that atmosphere, that culture, that vibe, just everything about it has like kept living in my body, right? You know, in these last few days. And that is so powerful. And like, there's not many things in life that that bring that you know we've always been live music concert goers slash lovers <laughs> you know so. i was i was thinking about this the other day yes like the first concert you and i ever went to um and it was i just feel like from that which point, was who it was the killers at <laughs> grand Ole opry house in nashville um it was a great show it was awesome i remember day and age had just come out like it was very yes, fun we were pretty much like up against the far wall <laughs> yeah it was not good like seats, with the but... cheapest last second tickets you could probably hey, get we were there and that just really set the bar and like kicked off that 
that experience and that activity for us. Like that yeah, has yeah, been something like, almost we've like an era of prioritized. Yeah, you know? part of part of our like dating slash you know beyond that relationship era was like yeah going to concerts and going to live music especially nashville which mm-hmm. is definitely a hub for all of that uh and so yeah that we very got we very quickly got inundated into that world and just kept it rolling and so yeah the pandemic taking all that away was a big hit for us mm-hmm. um i think i really but now it's back well, I think I really realized, especially with now with, with the comeback, like, post-pandemic. Post-pan? Post-pan. Um, I, it really made me realize. I always knew it was special, but, like, I think it really made me realize how good for, like, just my atti- my overall attitude and, like, mental health and creativity. Like, I think I'm realizing how going to see live music was feeding all three of those aspects of my life. And, like I said, I knew it was special. Obviously, I enjoyed going. That's why we have gone to so many shows and keep choosing to spend our money that way and our time that way. Um, I don't think I really realized the depths of what those experiences have done to me until the pan. They're like fertilizer for your <laughs> soul garden. <laughs> yes. They are. Yes. They're a huge piece of that. And so now that it's back and it feels back in full force. And especially with this crazy type of setup that <laughs> King has had at Red Rocks with this residency tour, it just, it's, I mean, it's like tenfold now. Like it's, it's so much bigger. Yeah. We're still know. riding high. I think just, yeah, the energy of live events, especially when you have bands like, mm-hmm. I love the word pro- prolific. Like, I, I don't know how too. any other way to describe King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Like when people are like, well, what type of music is, what, <laughs> what genre is it? I'm like, honestly, I don't know where to start. I'm, I am to the point where. It, it takes a lot to get someone on them, <laughs> right? And when mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, go listen to King Gizzard, most likely that's not going to amount or come to fruition to anything. But I, I'm at this point in their discography, I at least know there's a song or there's an album out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of ac- find that song or that whole album and that certain sound that they do, because they have a lot of genre surfing uh, in and out of like different types of sound from like metal, even like heavier, like thrash sludge metal to um, synth pop electronic mm-hmm. to, you know, acoustic jammy vibes. You know, once you find that kind of access to how you like them, all the other music starts to open up even more. That's incredibly true because when you, f- when I was first introduced to them, I was, I feel like being introduced to a lot of like their heavier stuff, things that I don't normally uh, lean towards. And I remember just kind of being like, ah, oh, like, I don't know, nah, I don't really like it. Then I found the album that I vibed with, uh, Paper Mache Dream Balloon, found that one, and that opened, yes opened up so many doors and now I'm like, oh, I actually really like some of their heavy metal stuff in the beginning. I was like Yeah, yeah. You like you start appreciating the whole like scope of their discography and like what they're trying to do and what they are doing creatively like once you kind of get that once you kind of find your attachment to it Mm -hmm. and so it's really hard to describe but now yeah a prolific jam band unlike any other Mm because now these live shows that they've been putting on are hours long and they just kind of weave in and out of their you know their set list but go into these elongated jams from jams that are more yeah metal sounding and rock to jams that are you know uh, acoustic and synth to even just like picking or doing riffs like i don't it's it's everywhere yeah so yeah i don't i don't know how to describe them so these shows were something special for sure and especially with like three shows in two days so yeah i was kind of we're kind of 
calling this Loki like Giz Fest, essentially. Mm-hmm. We're about to be at Red Rocks for almost 36 straight hours. They Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> if there was camp there, we would have been, for sure. But yes. Damn, what an yeah. experience. How has it been, like, I don't know, how has it been sitting with you over the last few days? Well, like I said, I was just watching. <laughs> Luckily, uh, the King Giz fans have, uh, they're getting a pretty dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their online presence via their fans, like, you know, people uploading there's people traveling now to every single show mm-hmm. like in the U S right now and recording the whole show on their phone and putting that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, and they, they want that. I was about to say, which King which is, is encourages. Yeah. It was one of the coolest things. Um, I want to talk more about the show, which will bring some of this up later that point but yeah so it, i'm still riding high one i've just been learning all their songs on the acoustic guitar that i didn't know which kind of sounds funny i'm learning some of these heavy metal yes, songs yes. on acoustic but that's it's just i want to play it that's i want to jam got. with them i want to learn it i've just been we've been listening to them like non-stop essentially old shows their new shows we were they were playing in chicago last night they're on their three night run in chicago mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, immediately upon the show finishing, we were checking the set list to see what they played. Because another thing about the three shows at Red Rocks and every stint they're doing is they have such a, so many albums that they do no repeats per mm-hmm. show to where you'd have per another, city, per city, yeah. per city. Yeah. Um, so every song, like from the first night at Red Rocks, we knew that none of those songs were going to repeat it the next night. So mm-hmm. it encourages fans to like come to every show, yes. make it like a mini festival. They're going to be playing new stuff the whole time. Yeah. You don't have to worry about just them repeating the bangers mm-hmm. because honestly they make every song they play a fucking banger <laughs> slaps. That's so, so true. Yeah. So true. So, I mean, obviously, I think I'm starting to get my second win now. Thank you. Sorry, Sparky. <laughs> Couldn't hold me down for long. Talking about King Gizzard has got me going again. Yeah. Do you feel like they, I mean, they obviously inspire you to play more guitar and learn things like that. But have you felt, like, inspiration in other avenues? Um, nah. Just guitar. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I was felt, in, spelt, felt inspired just overall. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of creative geniuses and very inspiring and just they put in the year of 2022 they put out five studio albums and they're really they're slated to put out two more this year they've had two years in their past where they put out five albums each they have Mm -hmm. over like 20 i think they're at 23 right now i think so and they're only like our age, young thirties, <laughs> low thirties. So the the amount you know from doing a job that takes creative work, and you know the amount of like, I, don't, I hate saying product that I'm putting out, the mm-hmm. content, yeah. it's content that I'm putting yeah. out there, and seeing what it takes energetically and time wise out of me to see them doing it, knowing that they're touring, they're traveling the world, and also still like pumping out music creatively. And I think you feel it when you see them on stage jamming together it's it's almost like addictive to Mm -hmm. them as a band and Mm -hmm. i feel like you feel that energy they have such good chemistry where it's like i can see how they would just like it would be taxing on me to play a two-hour show three nights in a row Mm -hmm. and i i would think it's probably taxing on them too but once they get going you can see their chemistry they are thriving on it it's like they're feeding each other off of this creative energy and i feel like they could honestly go forever (laughs) It's probably ta- it's taxing physically, I'm sure, after the fact, but like in the moment, it does not seem taxing. Seems yeah. more taxing on their drummer than anyone. He- <laughs> <laughs> hey, drumming at altitude would be no joke, okay? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Red Rock shows are probably a little different for them. I bet yes. they're a little more tired yes, for, yes. from that. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I've been feeling, I mean, I've been feeling like 
really, really grateful for the opportunity that we got, obviously, to go and experience that. And then just grateful for music and for people sharing their gifts when it comes to music in general. And just like, I feel like I've just been riding on that high, you know? I, I like the wording. I, th- I feel like that's what they do. They just, they share their gift. Mm-hmm. They know they have a gift. Mm-hmm. individually as musicians as a whole they found their rhythm as a band and they know that yeah while not every aspect of their music creation process may be perfect and tight-knit they know that it, like it's a gift and they i think they're starting to see the rewards it's giving the people mm-hmm. like through the last few years of their their shows mm-hmm. and i think they're feeding they're riding high off that too yeah. which yeah. is pretty cool it does feel like it does feel like an even energy exchange, right? Like they exchange, they give us this gift of their talent, of their music, of their creativity, just in motion. And, you know, the gift we give back is, is, I I don't know what it is. I don't know how to put words to it. I guess it's what that, what their gift of music to us makes us feel. And like, I don't, it's love. I think it all ends in love. Yeah. It all, everything just ends in love. (laughs) Okay. Lost. (laughs) It's all about love. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, of course. So of course the music is all about love. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's been a very powerful experience that has been just like reverberating in my body ever since the last show, which was on Thursday. Um, but I just, I can't sit down and talk about anything else really (laughs) yeah i can't listen to anything else right now (laughs) just king gizzard and lizard wizard but i don't know it was a really really beautiful experience and i feel like it's something that it's you know when you zoom out and picture like your tapestry or like your life tapestry like that is definitely one of the threads for sure yeah so what did these shows look like for you like physically what did it look like physically? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll For people in. who have never been to Red Rocks. We'll get into Because I feel like it's a, it's a good here. amount, you know? Yeah. I mean, I re- shoot, when we lived in Nashville, I always wanted to go to Red Rocks. Yeah. Like, that was like, and I still always want to go to Red Rocks, <laughs> even having been there. But, no, yeah. Um, so, our friend from Nashville, listener number four. Uh, good callback. <laughs> he flew in to Colorado to go to the shows with us, so... This is what it looked like. We picked him up and checked into our hotel, then immediately went. So, yeah, we got a hotel. We did not stay in the van. Yeah. With these two-night runs and which, shows going late, we found it our, our best bet that we should get a hotel 15 minutes away rather than trying to find a campsite like 45 to an hour because away. Because, as pre-mentioned, Red Rocks does not let you camp or, like, stay overnight. Obviously, we would have done that if we could have. Um but picked him up, checked in the hotel, and went straight to Red Rocks. And for the first night show, which was on a Wednesday night, kind of tailgated a little bit. This is another um, really cool thing about Red Rocks is they encourage this, too. Like, they want people to come early. And, like, they have, first of all, they have big parking lots you can park in included with your ticket purchase. Woo! Um, and, yeah, they encourage people to get there early in these big parking lots and tailgate. Like, Make some food, have some appetizers, have some drinks. Um, they know that that is part of the experience. and we, People can grill out. Yeah. <laughs> and we do enjoy uh, 
partaking in that. Well, so. one of I, when we bought the van from the guy who built it and lived out of it, Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know you, we've talked about them here before, and he's been on the podcast. So if you mm-hmm. ever want to go back to a throwback episode, go to the episode where we have Travion. That's a great episode. I actually it is really a good like episode, episode, and it's very interesting to hear his like intro in the van life. But mm-hmm. I remember literally when we were buying it from him, he talked about how he had like in- loved his Red Rocks experiences using the van as like a tailgating. Uh, hub hub yeah, yeah to where people can get on the roof you mm-hmm. can cook food you can make guacamole you know you can just you can go there all day essentially and just live out of the van uh-huh. and like tailgate out of the van and then go to your show at night and yes it would only be perfect if then if you could go back to the van and just camp there <laughs> but you can't but so yeah the van honestly had like it was red rocks tailgating was like built into its dna yeah so it's it was cool when we finally got to you know the pandemic took that away from us our first year where it's like we didn't feel like we were getting to use the van and that kind of outlet but now it's returned and it's very fun we can just like roll up like hours before the show and be like i mean this is already our life we're already living out of this van we can just live out of this van in this huge parking lot Uh with great views and like and good energy of people coming to the show and i mean you could take the dogs for a hike like you mentioned there's trails i can take the dogs yeah we'll take the dogs for a hike before the show get them all worn out Mm -hmm. because you know they'll just be chilling in the van Mm -hmm. at nights so, yeah, it's been very cool to get to utilize the van in those situations. And, yeah, I have it makes me just be like, yeah, let's go ahead and go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's show up to Red Rocks. I don't care how early we get there. We'll just hang out, have a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to hang out and kind of just tailgate before the show. Uh, went into the show Wednesday night and, yeah, heard the opener. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then King Giz came on. They played for two hours. Um, It was just, it was incredible. I think you were, I mean, we all were riding high after that night, but Caleb, you. Oh, was I riding the highest? You loved, (laughs) you loved their set that night. I loved night one. Yeah, they they definitely hit some of, they definitely checked some boxes, literally, Mm -hmm. like when we were talking before the show of what songs we would want to hear in this three show span. And the only two, I mean, I wanted to hear them all. I didn't really care, but yeah, uh, the two at the top of my list were played night one. And just overall, I just thought they were, they were like setting the tone with that first night performance. They really uh, were. They were on a new level. They, yeah. They set a level that I don't think I was prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that and show was over, got back to the car. We probably got back to the hotel. Oh, we got back to the van and we were hungry. Um, and there was a lot of traffic to get out of the parking lot. So we just decided to wait in the parking lot and make chili. So we like post tailgated too. Yes. This, this is, this, <laughs> that has actually also been a very clutch thing about the van because yeah, with, I think Red Rocks holds around 10,000 people. Does. So it's a huge venue as well. Um, and so yeah, most of the time where they put us to park, kind of the RV oversized lot mm-hmm. is in the very back very bottom back so it's the furthest spot away from the venue basically <laughs> yeah which i am totally fine with it's yeah. it's great tailgating and then yeah in terms of shortest distance to drive out it's pretty short but you kind of got to wait for lots of other parking lots to to sift out and so yeah we've kind of just become accustomed to no matter how late we'll just go back to the van if we're hungry we can cook some food get mm-hmm. out some chips and salsa turn some music on just hang out waiting those line, waiting on those lines of traffic to dissipate a little bit and then we can drive home yes <laughs> which is exactly what we did yeah uh then we went back to the hotel got back to the hotel at like i don't know one <laughs> um and went to sleep and had dreams about what the next day would hold <laughs> yes so what this looked like then the next day 
wake up in the hotel. So this is the Red Rocks first because they had never done a day show double header mm-hmm. before. So mm-hmm. we had no idea what this was going to look like. <laughs> uh, they had no idea what this was going to look like. That was an interesting piece to it, like the logistics of what that was going to look like. Because so on Thursday, the next day they were playing an afternoon show, and then they're also playing a night show. So technically. Two different shows with starting times and ending times for both. So when buying tickets, you had the option to buy a ticket show for each show individually, or there was an option uh, to buy just like an all-day ticket, which is what Caleb and I bought. So that gets you into both shows, but it's just one ticket for each person. Right. Uh, Listener number four who was with us, he did it the other way around and bought one ticket to the day show and one to the night. So he had two tickets for those shows. But essentially, we had the same But you could experience. just get a ticket to the morning show mm-hmm. and not have one to the night show. Mm-hmm. And all of us going in, there was no information presented ahead of time on how they would handle the situation once they get 10,000 people in the venue one afternoon and then they need to kick out certain groups of people <laughs> who don't have tickets and then bring in another group of people yeah. later. Yeah. Like, how, like, we were very confused with how that was going to work. <laughs> And I think that's pretty much how it played out. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little confusing. But before we get to that, I I have to talk about the day show because this was, this was one of the coolest Red Rocks first, baby. So Red Rocks, the park opens at dawn. So technically we could have left the hotel and just gotten to the park at sunrise, which I do know some fans did do that. We heard from a friend that his friends were there at sunrise. Yes. They watched the sunrise there. So yeah, basically we might could have gotten away camping there. No. There's no way. They definitely check all the lots. But... <laughs> and then you can get back right at sun- sunrise. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we didn't decide to come that early. The show wasn't starting till like 1. So we kind of, we definitely slept in, just gently woke up at the hotel and just, but after we woke up and had our coffee, we just came to the Red Rocks parking lot. So I was like, how cool would it be this time to tailgate with breakfast? Like we never get to tailgate Ew. with breakfast. So we showed up uh, a few hours early tailgated made breakfast and just oh there's such a different energy to me between day shows and night shows like live music during the day and live music at night during the day it is festival vibes 100 percent, and i just hadn't felt that in so long and it felt it just felt incredible i remember walking up the stairs before the show started but we were in the amphitheater just to go to like the bathroom and i was just so happy <laughs> i mean people bring blankets in you could we could bring food in yeah, and backpacks so uh we had kind of a uh, giz mom over here as yeah. we called her <laughs> had uh, made Yippee. everyone some sandwiches mm-hmm. and had a bag of nuts and not prote- these protein but, bars and some protein bars yes. and so yeah you could like pack a lot be like bring a picnic because mm-hmm. yeah we we were thinking we were going to be there who knows for the long run all day i mean yeah once again didn't know the logistics behind between shows what was going to happen so all we knew was we could potentially be in there from like noon till midnight yeah (laughs) basically sorry jet it has the potential (laughs) for that to happen um so yeah i was like okay well i'm coming we're coming prepared we're bringing yeah you can bring your water bottles in and bringing in sandwiches and like nuts and just so it is it's almost like yeah like a festival or like a theme park almost but you're going to like a performance you know it it was really cool like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah we definitely had that in our background too because we started going to Bonnaroo every year which is a outdoor music and arts festival that you camp at Mm -hmm. in Tennessee Mm -hmm. if you never heard of Bonnaroo we haven't been the last two years but we had consistently gone every year up until moving to Colorado Mm -hmm. and even 
when we moved to Colorado. It was up till the pandemic. So up yeah, till Japan. I definitely think it gives it gave me those vibes too. Yeah, it was just it was a very good feeling, and ugh, I just I feel it now. Um, but anyways, we made breakfast in the parking lot. We go in for the day show. They come out absolutely rocking it for the day show. It's funny. We were thinking like, well, maybe they'll play a little more like stuff off some of these chiller albums. Just, you know, like fun afternoon vibes. No, they came in hard. Yeah. Or like do something a little different. Maybe do some more acoustic (laughs) stuff, some more jammy stuff. And no, they, they did their normal shit. Um, and then after that, there was like, I don't know, a three hour break and, they were still working at the logistics behind this, but we eventually figured out you could, if you had tickets all day, leave the amphitheater and go back to your car, do whatever you wanted or needed to do, and then come back in later. But you cannot skip the line to come back in yeah. later. Well, so anytime sense. you let, yeah, that totally makes yeah. sense. But so, I, I do think overall, when we asked like the 15 different people we asked to try <laughs> and get clear details, I think that's when the people would say like, no reentry. That's what they were leading towards is like, no you can't just come and go as yeah. you please. You like, if you leave, you have to get, you have to come back in as everyone else would come back in. And yeah. there was probably already a line forming for the night show at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a really cool thing that they did in between the shows, if you did want to stay inside the amphitheater the whole time is you could listen to their new album that they in full that's coming out on Friday of this week, actually. Literally but they kind of gave like a preview of it to everyone at the show. They literally just played it straight through. Not even, yeah. Recorded, not live. No, not live. Yeah. They went, they just like played it from Spotify or yeah. whatever it's on. <laughs> they just played it straight through. Yeah, I don't know. Sammy just turned it up, but. Turn it up, Sammy. <laughs> but that was one. They came out and like they had, it said the special artist presentation if you like stay through, mm-hmm. if you're one of the day passers who could stay through. And yeah, they came out and were like, we're about to debut our new album, which they had put out a few singles on and just like, you know, just kind of talked about it. And but then, even just like the amount of people who did like actually really want to stay and hear that, like I don't, the dedication and the love in this fan base is just... It's cool. Yeah, I don't know how. I it's think special. I think once everyone heard that, or even after the first show, I did see some people at, like through the last song of the day show, like start to like leave, mm-hmm. which I assume they weren't part of the night show. But uh, I remember I talked to a guy in the parking lot that morning while we were in breakfast tailgating, and he said that there was only around like three thousand people that had tickets to both the mm-hmm. day and the night, but there was well over three thousand people that ended up staying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for that artist presentation. So I don't know. You could I don't know if they added on a ticket or what but they found a way to stay yeah yeah so that was the in between i stayed in the venue uh after they played the album you and cusick or you and listener number four. Oh, you, oh no you gave them away ah shit <laughs> you and listener number four went out to the van and checked on the dogs let them out just did a few things had and a few then more brewskis in. yeah um and then we had the night show but Actually, there was a delay to the night show. I apologize. This yes. is the first time for us, actually, that there's been... We've had a lightning delay at Red Rock. So well, I don't think any of the shows we've ever been to there have technically gotten delayed. No. Or canceled. No. So they've been... We've definitely been rained on yes. and snowed on a little bit. Interpol? Yeah, Interpol. Okay. 
Maybe the yeah, Interpol. Yeah, it snowed a little. But this is the first where, uh, yeah, everyone's waiting for the. It's basically almost time for the opener, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, some guy there. There's obviously thunderstorms and rain moving into the area, and yeah, some guy comes on stage and he's like, "So we've been advised that there's dangerous weather in the area, and you guys all need to go to your cars." <laughs> and everyone's like, "What? We've been waiting here since freaking <laughs> noon." <laughs> Like, we're not about just to go to our cars for this third and final show. And so no one did. (laughs) I mean, that's just them saying, hey, we told them they had to go to their cars in case something happens. Yeah, but it was kind of, it kind of caught everyone off guard because literally about the show opener is about to start. And then, yeah, they put up on the screens that they're delaying the the show until this weather system moves through. You can Mm kind of see lightning in the distance. Yeah, they're like, we advise you to go take shelter in your cars. And I I think the majority of people in the section we were at were not about to go do that and then wait in the whole line to get back into the venue whenever that would be. No, no. And you can see on our, you know, our smartphones, because our phones are so smart, that the weather was not going to last all night. No, it was a quick storm. Uh, So, yeah, we got to stand there for like an hour and watch lightning which was actually really cool. In there the horizon some, over Denver. There yeah. was some really cool We watched lightning. like a lightning storm. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, well, as you mentioned before, the view there, like, I mean, you can see for miles and miles You can see the Atlantic. <laughs> that is not you true. You can see the freaking Atlantic Ocean. Um, so that part was actually really, really cool. And that was something, a new experience for us. We had never, never you had okay that over there? before. Yeah, I just got a little, I'm getting choked up. Um. So, yeah, yeah. we waited out the weather delay. Uh, No one got struck with lightning. and The show went on. The show went on. Honestly, they had to cut like a... 15 minutes. 15 minutes Mm -hmm. off of their show, which is okay. Because this... I mean, it's not okay. (laughs) I'll live... We still got to see them. The whole show wasn't canceled. I guess that would have been the worst nightmare. Because they would have had to like move on. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. And then, I mean, once again, killed it on the third night. And Did I don't think it rained again the rest of the night after they went on. No. Like, the weather system had moved through. It was a beautiful night, beautiful evening. They killed it, went back to the hotel once again. I think we got back later that night, like one thirty around 45. <sighs> so, yeah, that's what we've been recovering from for <laughs> the last few days. And that was only two days. That was Wednesday and Thursday uh, of last week. Yeah. It so. was something special. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, I'm not... I want to be, or... I guess I want to start adding this into my repertoire, but a repertoire. I've never, I've not been a big, like grateful dead listener. Like that wasn't introduced into my life really. Um, it's something I like learned about as an adult. So now I'm kind of like definitely intrigued and want to find out more what, what that's all about. But I hear, you know, I'll meet deadheads and I'll hear them talk about, you know, Oh, like the show in 82 at Red Rocks, I've got that on tape. And, you know, they would record the shows and like, exchange the tapes between each other not on their smartphones and like you hear things about that or like about people following the dead just like all across the country and like touring with them and like i'd always heard about that and i feel like now with a lot of the stuff we've experienced with king is like these is some of that this is these are like some of those stories like yeah. this is some of that piece of history being lived out now and like in 50 years it's going to be really cool to keep talking about <laughs> it definitely feels like especially i mean that day show and yeah. the, just kind of this whole setup which had never been done before was like a living we were living a part of history of like awesome 
music history, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you just go as a tourist to Red Rocks, they have an incredible Colorado, like, music hall of fame down below in their visitor center where Mm -hmm. they have all the bands that have ever played there uh, from, you know, years past. And, yeah, this it felt like that kind of special experience. And, yeah, it seems like we're also getting in on this wave of King Giz, King Giz's reign that's Mm -hmm. about to just go on forever mm. hopefully <laughs> forever. <laughs> you know as as people like who are older generations of us talk about yeah like the grateful mm-hmm. dead or fish mm-hmm. or really those, those two bands <laughs> that, those are the only i and yeah i've never really listened to much of those but i feel like now the with the atmosphere that king gizzard brings not just from them as a band but from like the their fans and mm-hmm. their listeners and the people that travel with them now to all of these cities to see every show when they come to the u.s and try to record every single one like it is embracing that kind of era of mm-hmm. those fans and yeah i've never really been a part of it and but i feel like i'm i am now <laughs> yeah yeah and it feels really cool and it feels like it feels bigger than us it feels bigger than them it feels it just feels like life like from Colorado to Australia. Yeah. It's almost it's crossing the world. I don't know. It's inspiring and it's bigger than just music or bigger than just a show. Like it's love. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going there? Uh, I don't know. Which is funny because I think if you stumble on the wrong song of theirs, I would, you probably would not say it embodies love. <laughs> Always. But, but if you know, you know. But if you know, you know, you know. And if you, you knew, I thought you knew. If okay. you I thought you knew. So you would know. <laughs> if you knew, you would know. Okay. If you knew, you would know. And if you don't know, then you don't. Know. Well, I'm excited to see how this experience continues to live in both of our bodies and our lives and how it continues to manifest even outside of just those those moments, you know? Yeah. But that was our last Red Rock show that we have on schedule for the year. Hey. Which then it's only it was beginning a good one. of June. It was I mean, it's a good one. Yeah, I don't know if I need any more <laughs> after that ever again, but. Oh, wow. If okay. King Giz comes back, I'll be there. <laughs> Rain, snow, lightning, or shine. Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far in the podcast, I mean, I think it goes without saying, check them out check yeah them and you're out. welcome to um ask us about like you know what how how to approach them <laughs> <laughs> it can be overwhelming just because there's lots of albums you don't know where to start the first know. one to 15 songs you come across might not be what you're looking for but i promise you there's <laughs> one out there that's 16th one <laughs> it'll get you and then you'll go back to those songs <laughs> one to 15 you'll be like shit i get it i get it <laughs> thank you so much for listening as always We will see you next time. Yep. Peace out. Peace.